Hi, this is Jay Todd Anderson, and you are listening to an archival episode of Filmically Perfect. Thus begins this very special edition of Filmically Perfect on 91.3 WYSO. I'm Nikki Dakota, your host, and in the studio we are joined by storyboard artist to all the big stars and our very special new friend, Jay Todd Anderson. <laughs> Hello, Nikki Dakota. <laughs> I was going for the uh, the uh, line about, uh, you know, from uh, Spinal Tab. But anyway, also via the phone lines from Culpeper, Virginia, it is uh, none other than the Nitrate Film Archivist to the Library of Congress. We call him our man at the Library of Congress. He's George Willeman. George? Welcome, all our friends in Radioland and Internetville. <laughs> Thanks so much uh, for being here, both of you, today. And this occasion when we're asking people to give us a call with their movie question. 769-1998 locally here in the Miami Valley of Dayton, Ohio. Or if you're listening online today at WISO.org, give us a call on the toll-free line. That's 800-801-9976. If you have a uh, question that, uh, you know, has been burning in your mind, maybe something about uh, an old obscure movie or just some technical question about how in the world... Three black and white negatives can make Technicolor well. We would love to hear from you. But first, before we go to the phones, let's take a moment to remind people about this very stringent process by which films that yes, we talk now, about. Most people don't know, but there's there's a, a group of people in a boardroom, <laughs> and, and then this, this suggestion gets passed around to these, these suits, <laughs> and then it goes upstairs through one of those little tubes, you know? <laughs> you know, you see at the back, and it goes up next. There's like a, a committee of four people, <laughs> four people, and then they go through this thing, and then they send it to, there's a rabbi and a minister, a Baptist minister, and as many of the clergy in a bar. Can, that's right. As many of the clergy that can can go through this, and sometimes there's like 50 of them in one room, and when we tear it out of their hands, then it goes up to uh, George and I, which we are on the top, top floor. So then you're not even bothered with the riffraff, only the, you know, the best. Well, we know when it goes through the, the, the clergy that we're really in good shape, and then we kind of sleep for a couple of days, and then we put our coffee on it, and and, and then we finally decide. When you wake up. Yeah, and then we go up, and then we, uh, we go into the small room we turn on one of those little red light bulbs when you're developing film you know and then it comes to us you know and and then we come and then we come down we we, we speak to everybody that's managed to hang around and we give them these answers we have perfect movies and uh, our perfect movies create the world they exist in and they totally sustain that world and regardless of changes in society they retain their meaning and entertainment value and they are never placed in any kind of preferential or numerical order each film is perfect by its own scale. And there is the little-known rule number five, that if Nikki doesn't like it... Yeah, rule number six. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> so if you'd like to talk about those rules or any of the movies, by the way, all kinds of uh, information uh, online at the Film Guys website. That's perfectmovie.net. You can see a list of all the movies, and uh, maybe that'll spark a thought. Uh, and maybe you have a suggestion. Is there a movie that you've loved for a long time and you haven't heard us review it? Uh, we'll, uh, we'll address that as well. It's uh, toll-free across the nation, 800-801-9976, or right here in the Miami Valley, 769-1998. You know, I've always wanted to know of the two of you if, if there is a certain film that you can look back to um, that your experience of it was what decided that you would actually work with films and in the film industry. Oh, yes. Yeah, what, what is I'm it, I'm curious to see what you say, George. Mine was, it goes back 1970. Uh, my dad took me to the old, uh, I think it was the State Theater in, in downtown Springfield, Ohio, and we saw the Ten Commandments. Oh. Uh, probably the last time, one of the last times it was brought to the theater until they did the big uh, 50th anniversary thing. And I, I'll never forget it because, you know, it was, this theater still had the magic curtains that would open up at the beginning, and, and we were watching the movie, and it's big, and it's colorful, and it's all sorts of magic. And then, and then it ends... And my dad and I go out in the lobby, and I'm like, wow, that was really great. And he goes, oh, that was just the first half. There's more. <laughs> and I'm like, there's more. And, of course, the second half has the crossing of the Red Sea and everything. So, yeah. So, at that point, I was like, oh, this is something I want to be part of. Very cool. All right. So, 1970. Jay Todd, what do you got? Well, I, I can't say that I can match that theatrical experience that George had with his father because, you know, we really didn't get taken to theaters um, when we were kids. We were not allowed. But I will say, without a doubt, that when my mother showed, when we waited, like, it seemed like all afternoon, but your little kid time is really big, for King Kong to come on television. Oh. And her trying to explain that was it's really cutting my memory on about this monkey and that's and i took a lot of hits on our show when i t- called it a monkey we just did that because we're trying to be funny here folks we know it's an, we know ape. It's an ape we right. know it's an ape okay so so no rocks no rocks okay um but anyway she explained that to me and then when it came on television um i was just absolutely mesmerized that movie still to this day the original king kong that we discussed quite a while back maybe in the summertime i think is still in my opinion one of the greatest films ever made it covers so many things uh technique it's total cinematic experience that's where it started for me well i think one thing that's so amazing about that one is it's sort of the the culmination of of several different artists bringing their talents together and and, you know and they come from totally different worlds because you had these two basically documentarians and this animator coming together to make this uh, this incredible story. And that technique film. back then was just, for them to launch into something, a project of that scale using those techniques right. was just beyond, uh, and of course I didn't understand this at three or four years old, but um, it still has the ability to really strike into people's hearts when they see that movie from all ages. And when you watch it, you see American uh, uh, filmmakers at their absolute best in their era. And there right. is no keeping that down because it just sparkles and shines to this day. And thank goodness they've kept it in good shape. So it was that joyful, that joyous sort of experience of seeing a perfect movie that, well, that, you know, that did it for you. A simple fact of them making you believe that this this ape is is coming to life. And it was 
our folk. It was all phony, you know. Um, everything was stop action. Um, everything was bent, and it took them almost a year to make that movie. Right. Stop actions in miniature. And you're completely drawn into this amazing tale that doesn't really exist. Right. It, but you see it. <laughs> yeah. You can experience it like a dream. It's a real experience. And I can only imagine what people thought back in 1933 when they saw that thing on the 50-foot screen. Right. So the, I mean, it, it was an enormous hit. It, it probably is the film that helped RKO continue existing because they were still, I mean, they were not a big, big studio yet, but that one, I think, put them over the top. Uh-oh, is that a phone call I see? 769-1998, indeed. Uh, do you have thoughts on uh, on King Con or anything else? We'd love to know. Uh, here we go. Caller, thanks for calling. You're listening to Filmically Perfect. And what's your question today? I was wondering if they were ever planning on doing a sequel to Buckaroo Banzai. Across Boy, the we East sure wish they would, ma'am. We love that movie. Oh. It's, um, uh, man, yeah, that's a really interesting question. I'm going to start. We'll try to get Actually, your name, I, I and we'll try to some, call you back and let you know on I have that. some kind oh, of information cool. on that. They're actually was, I guess they actually did have a script written as a sequel, but of course the, the first one did so bad that they, they you know, they dropped it. But the, the man, I can't remember the name of the guy who wrote it right offhand, but it basically he took that script and turned it in to Big Trouble in Little China. Okay. So that was going to be another Buckaroo Banzai adventure, and I know they've tried to get something going several times. My guess is that they would try to remake it. That's probably mm. the standard procedure of those. Of, uh, that's you know, a shame. They would. They, <laughs> you know, they, that's the way they would probably saw it as a, a new and improved sequel for this generation right. of and I, viewers. And I have seen some trailers for like either it was either a television series or an animated series or something. I, I, I second that uh, that suggestion that there definitely should be more of Buckaroo Bond. And there's guys like you out there that know that movie and love it. I mean, George and I love it, too. We, we remember when it came out, and we just loved it. We went and saw it over and over again. And um, It's just one of those movies whenever I'm feeling down or... <laughs> yeah. I want to I boost myself a little bit. I just No matter where you go, in. there you are. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the future belongs to tomorrow. And what's that watermelon for? Yeah, I was just going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There actually was something there. I think on a, there's an actual Buckaroo Banzai website where they actually do explain what the watermelon was doing there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, so J Todd has some insider information for you. So uh, let's get your name, and if you'll call us back after the show, J Todd will, will give you some yeah, we'll, stuff. Yeah, we'll do whatever we can to find out. I'll ask around. I do have a lot of friends out there, and um, <laughs> I find out sometimes about these things. It pays it to oh, ask the film guys. <laughs> hey, thanks for calling. Well, thank you. You bet. Mm -hmm. uh, if you'd like to give us a call and talk to George Willeman and J. Todd Anderson at 769-1998. Hello, caller. Who are you and where are you calling from? Uh, well, um, this is Gary. I'm calling from uh, um, by the Dayton Mall. Okay. <laughs> well, all right, Gary. Uh, what question do you have uh, for our film guys today? Oh, well, I had a question about uh, a guilty pleasure. Two yeah. of them. Um, We're not going to bring her into the studio today. <laughs> okay. Uh, the president's analyst. George, you got that one? <laughs> I do not have that one. You got me on that one. The president's what? analyst. Ooh. Tell us a little bit. What is, what's about this movie that you James like? James Coburn. James Coburn is oh, uh, a psychiatrist, and Godfrey Cambridge is... Um, really? Godfrey Cambridge is in this? I really yeah. liked him. I can't believe you have never seen this. It's, it's, a, it's a great movie uh, in... Uh, I, it's it's a perfect movie because it's you think it's a perfect movie, right? Yeah. I what's think your it's name? What's your name again? Gary. 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 What's no, your last no, name? No, no. Oh, we can't do that. No, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get in touch with you elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, okay. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, do you uh, think it fits to our? Does it conform to our rules, our stringent rules? I don't. Yeah, it's a picture. <laughs> it's sort of a cartoonish effect of uh, of uh, life back in the '60s, where he's uh, hired to be the president's uh, analyst, huh. and um, he goes nuts because he goes to the office, Oval Office, any time of the day or night, and then he gets jump ship and he goes. Uh, off reservation, I guess, and and every, everybody's after him. The president's oh, analyst. We may I, have... Yeah, I'm looking at it right now on on the the big internet movie database, and yes, we got to check this one out. Okay, when was it we made, Gary? To... Do you know off the top uh, of your head? Sixty-seven. Sixty-seven. Hey, Gary, you know what? Oh, and the, the music, the music in this movie is so great. It's by Leo Safran or Saf. I don't know. Um, I'm pronouncing the last name wrong, but. I'll tell you what, um, because you, you got us on that one, Gary. Call us back after we're over with. I'll send you a storyboard. That's pretty darn good. <laughs> you stumped the oh, film, Lalo, guys. Yeah, Lalo, <laughs> oh, I can't believe that. We'll make sure. Yeah, awesome. I mean, you got us good. So um, listen, every time we do one of these call-in shows, somebody steps on our toes, and you got it. You got it, so, yeah, yeah, Gary. I got, oh, I got okay. this one because it looks like it's right up my alley. Okay, good deal. Gary, thank you. See, we'll oh. take them. You got suggestions for the film, guys, and questions, whatever you got. Uh, give but us a call. Just the simple fact thank that you. you say that you think it's a perfect movie, we have to investigate now. So oh, Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Gary, thanks for calling. Thank you. Number to call is 769-1998. If you have a suggestion for the perfect movie list, or if you just have a general question uh, for our storyboard artist, uh, J. Todd Anderson, and also our film archivist, George Willeman. Our man love to from hear the Library from of Congress. <laughs> 769-1998. Or toll free across the country at 800-801-9976. You guys have been keeping this list for 20 years, is that right? Long time. Why, at least. Yeah. College, yes. So I'd say since 1983 or 84 when we were in yeah. at Wright State University. So we're coming up on 20 a quarter century of thought on perfect movies. Yeah, it's just not like we threw it together. It. <laughs> yeah, we just might add the president's analyst uh, as of today. <laughs> we, you know, right. the, I, I, interestingly enough, people talk about movies all the time when they see us, and um, sometimes they're movies that we have completely forgotten about, and they get on the list like a Princess Bride. Uh, Several people hit us at one time, and that is on our list, and we thought, well, well, that's a uh, that's darn good. Let's let's talk about that. So that's how occasionally our memories have to be rattled because we are getting old and we bump into the furniture around here. So um, Lots of it, yes. 769-1998. Your connection to the studio here are toll-free across the country, 800-801-9976. You know, I mean, I knew that Princess Bride was excellent and also Raisin, Arizona. Which she's still shaking your finger at me. I am. I am shaking. <laughs> well, the reason being is because um, I'm just, I think that, uh, I just think that you're just being too sassy. Well, that you won't let us You know what? I, I, think, I think at some point we could do Raising Arizona. I'm but, not but JT, well, no, JT just sits there and gives one-word answers, like yes or no. <laughs> J. Todd feels that because he was the storyboard artist, to I'll all answer co- questions on any of those movies. It's just that it, I will not, I can't consciously let them on the list because I've worked on all those movies, and it's it's too preferential. Well, um, just because you worked on them, and George does will not back me up on this, Nikki. George will back me up, right, George? Right, George? I back you up on that. Yes, I under, I understand why he doesn't want to do it. So it's like so we can't do any films that you, George, have personally restored. 
Well, you yeah. know, we have a caller up here. I see the light blinking. 769-1998. Again, that's 769-1998 or 800-801-WYSO. We'll pick up the dime on that. There's, you know, there's such a richness out there. And I'm telling you what, I think that we should have, uh, uh, if you'd like to contact the film guys directly, it's filmguys at perfectmovie.net. Again, that's filmguys at perfectmovie.net. And I think you should write to Jay Todd and tell him that uh, you think we should review Raisin Arizona. Well, I mean, you guys can review it. I just won't be here that day. That's <laughs> no, all. We can't do it without you. Well, I can I don't answer any questions on those movies. I mean, I did them all, but I just, we, they're not part of the curriculum. All right. Okay. Well, well then, something, something that just came to me, if I could bring this up. Yes. We don't have a call right now. Yes. Um, there are, there are lots of films that are potential for our list and that are even on our list that we've kind of held back from because we've tried to stay with with uh, films that are available to the public yeah, easily. Sure. Okay, yeah, but um, still. Like we have Exterminating right. Angel by Louis Bunuel. That's a very hard movie to get, and we right. love that movie. All right, hold that um, thought. Let's go to the phones. Oh. Let's go to this phone. Hello, WYSO. Do you have a question? First of all, who are you and where are you calling from? Jay in Beaver Creek. Hi, Jay. <laughs> How are you? Oh, well, hey. we're <laughs> pretty sassy here. <laughs> all right, two, two movies, uh, 36 Hours from 1965 with James Garner. Yeah, um, I, I was wondering if George uh, had, had seen that. George. thought about it. 36 Hours? Yeah, it's where they uh, kidnap um, James Garner and they convince him that the war is over. It's a World War II movie. Oh, gosh. You know, you're the second person that has mentioned that movie in the last three days to me. Mm, no, I have son. not. <laughs> you weren't the guy that called me and, and talked about that movie, were you? No. Okay, no. there was somebody else in just the last two days that mentioned that movie. Yeah. And I also wondered where uh, What's Up Doc was uh, added in your list. You know, is that's that an interesting question because that's a really good movie and it's done by one of our favorite directors. Um, um, what do you think? George, do you have that list in front of you? I the, think that, the movie list? I think that movie is... That that movie is on that list. What's up, Doc? Because it's yeah. so different and so screwball. Um, and it's Peter Bogdanovich. Yeah, yeah. What do you like about that movie? Uh, oh, it's just a wild ride, and it's it's nonstop, and it really makes me laugh every time I see everybody it. Everybody I mean, says it, that. Yeah, I get a belly laugh. I mean, it's you know it's hard to make me laugh too, and it's really <laughs> you know it's a it's screwball comedy. Yeah. It's a classic yeah, it's, screwball formula comedy. It's been probably twenty some years before since someone had actually made a screwball comedy like you know like bringing up baby or something like that but Bogdanovich being such a, a film buff himself was going through the different sort of the different um, genres and, and this was his screwball comedy and it really is in there in that scene that they're, they're, they're driving ever... up and down steps there's this frantic chasing with cars it's just really really well done it's just <laughs> it really is and I just wanted to know if it was on your list all right. Well, I do believe so, sir. All right. So stay tuned. Hours, I will have to check that one out because I love James Garner. Hey, yeah. thank you very much. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Uh-huh. WYSO, you're on Filmically Perfect with the Film Guys. Uh, what's your name and where are you calling from? I'm Tammy, and I call from New Lebanon. All right, Tammy. Thanks for being here. What, uh, what's on your mind? My favorite movie of all time. Really? Is- it's a Wonderful Life. You know, we we're, that's the only movie on our list that George and I, as long as this show keeps going, we're going to do it every Christmas because we, we don't 
we think that that's the movie that's immeasurable throughout cinematic history. Oh, yeah. You know, see, that's the movie that I stick in when I'm having a bad day. You and a million other people, man. Aww. It's a magic movie. Magic I movie. watched it so much, my family made a rule that I can't watch it until after Thanksgiving. But <laughs> <laughs> well, now there's a testament to rule number three about despite any changes, you know, that it retains its even, value. Even mo- the most jaded cynic. Yeah. can watch that movie and still be touched. I really well, believe Well, except for my wife. It's a sweet <laughs> one. No, no, she won't, let, she, won't, she won't be around when I watch it. She, it, it makes her sad. So Aww. Well, that's of, interesting. That, that it has the opposite effect. I'm sorry. I but, think she doesn't like, like the, the sort of torture that, that, um, that George, maybe it's because his name George, has to, has to endure before the end of the movie. Aww. We will be doing that again in a couple weeks. So, um, yeah. coming up for the Christmas special. And we really appreciate that comment because we, we do. We think this is one of the greatest movies ever made. And because, so nice after all, you know, it really is a wonderful life. It, it sure is. is. It really is, isn't it? And every once in a while, <laughs> it's nice to be so beautifully and cinematically perfectly reminded and we also of exactly like, that fact. we also like the craft of the absolute craft of Frank Capra at the height oh, of his power. I love Frank That's Capra. Right. The, the, there's a little bit of business. In fact, I just had it in last night and showed my son's friend this, where uh, they get married and the the bank crashes and they spend all their money giving it all to the uh, people at the, at the at where George works. And um, they call him and he goes to this address that he doesn't even know is his house and his friend opens the door for him and leans back and his hat tilts up and he's got his hand out and jimmy stewart looks down and the rain pours off his hat into his hand it's just just one of my favorite little little businesses gag it's It's great have a great one guys hey thanks for thank you Uh so much for calling (laughs) all right bye-bye that that little piece kind of harkens back to Hey, we got another another caller on the line. Hi, uh, uh, thanks for calling. Who are you, and where you're calling from? Hi, this is Brian, walking Rose in Yellow Springs. How you doing there, Brian? Thanks for calling. Uh, um, Time Bandits, Hot Scotch. Time Bandits is is on our list, man. We want to do that soon because we really like that movie. Time Bandits is well, Gilliam. We really like Terry Gilliam. Um, I don't know about hopscotch, but I do know that Time Bandits is is really on our short list to do soon. And what's your name again, sir? Brian. Brian, where are you? You are in an in, in auto repair shop there? No, Thai food to go uh, in Yellow Springs. Good enough. Walk and roll. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you now you said Time Bandits and uh, and you were going to go on hopscotch, yeah. With, uh, Walter Matthau. I and Hudson Hawk. Years, but it, yeah, that is a really good one, too. And great, Hudson great Hawk, he says. Hudson Hawk. I don't think that's on our list, but I can tell you for sure that uh, Time Bandits is definitely there. Um, at, that movie still holds its, holds its appeal. I have to tell you that I watched that uh, the other night with my kids, and they oh, loved it as well. So it's kind of nice to be able to enjoy it, and they do too. Hey, Brian, uh, thanks for calling, and we'll talk about these movies a little bit. Thank you. Hey, thanks, Brian. If you'd like to call 769-1998, that's 769-1998, or 800-801-9976. That's on the Why So Dime. We'd love to hear from you on this very special edition of Filmically Perfect on 91.3 WYS. So. On these call-in shows, we always like to take the time to thank all the people that 
um, help the show happen. Yeah. You know, we, uh, all the people that um, did you know, did the on the fun drive for the storyboards and all that money is going into uh, uh, causes around here. <laughs> George. Oh, um, not? Also, I'd like to thank, you know, all the people at WYSO that always help us get this thing together every week. And um, it's not much, but it is it is every week we have we put about three or four hours of research into trying to get these movies straight because I often make mistakes. George never does, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I did once, but I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, for instance, last week I had the wrong person tied to the chair. And, uh, <laughs> all right. That's all right, though. All right. We do appreciate it. And we thank all listeners, too. Doug Thornton and, uh, is one of our uh, persons that put together things. and Fantastic. And thanks uh, thanks for the callers, by the way. Uh, hello. You're on Filmically Perfect. Who are you? Uh, Radar. Hi, Radar. Where are you calling from? Uh, Fairborn. All right, Fairborn. What's what's on your mind today, Radar? Oh, I got two old ones, both Soviet. Um, Soviet? Whoa! Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Mother and uh, Alexander Nevsky. Alexander Nevsky is one of my absolute favorite top ten movies of all time. Okay. Very That's cool. Have you, have you ever seen Mother? Uh, I've seen my mother, but Last not week. the film, no. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. always wanted to see Mother. Um, I know we had it when I was at Wright State. I didn't get around to seeing it, though. What's the story on these? Are these hard to come by? Or are these? Uh, uh... No, actually, they're getting easier to come by. Yeah, they've um, opened up the industry just, over there. They just put out a, um, I think they just put out a set of Soviet silent films on DVD, I'm pretty sure. It's funny to hear Soviet now that they're not the Soviet Union anymore. Now it's yeah. Russia again. So these are Soviet. Soviet era films. Definitely Soviet films. Yeah. So, Radar, how is it that you came across these and, and seemed seem to have the, the inside track? Are you a spy? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, 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 no. I, uh, I happened to, uh, to really like um, Ivan the, the Terrible, and I just kind, kind of got hooked on Soviet, and then I got hooked on some old, you know, other silence, you know, like... Greed and intolerance. Well, they so have silent oh, yeah. movies. They have an amazing. They have an amazingly different form with their yes. pictures on how they build them and how it's usually a lot of sex and politics, you know, because yep. it's a Soviet era. And when you get acclimated to that, you can start enjoying those movies. But it's it's like sushi or something. Like, it's sometimes it's an acquired taste. Well, it's, it's interesting because the Soviet, the early Soviets would take. I mean, Dita B. Griffith was one of their big early influences, and they kind of took. What he was doing was just editing that he was kind of creating, whatever you want to say. Oh, yeah. They would it, take it, and they, would de- they developed it to, like, the nth degree. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it's the editing, and you see it again come up in Kurosawa. Yep. And he liked a lot of that. Uh, yeah, Kurosawa was often considered the most Western of the Eastern directors. <laughs> oh, how funny. Well, all right, another potential. Thank you very much. Oh, thank Thanks you, a lot. Radar. Thanks, Thanks for bringing that to our attention. We haven't talked about that. Thanks for calling. Okay. I think we got Bye-bye. time for one more call here. Thanks, Radar. Uh, hello. You're on Filmically Perfect uh, with the Film Guys on WYSO. What's your name? Uh, my name is Brian. Hi, Brian. Where are you calling from? Dayton. All right, Brian. What you got? Uh, Dark Man. Dark Ooh, Man. Yeah. That's one of Sam's early films. Sam Raimi's. Yes. Film. Yeah. Yeah. Fran was in that. Uh, Fran McNorman. Uh, oh. That was back when I first got into the business, and at that time we were making um, uh, Barton Fink, and they were making that movie because uh, Sam was trying to top Batman at that time, and Liam Neeson plays Darkman. And yeah. oh. one of Sam's early, early, just bag full of energy films. You and know? what are his other films? Well, well, Evil Dead, Evil Spider Man. I mean, Spider Man, Spider Man. 
But this is when Sam was um, was was pounding his craft. You know, it still had, the, it had that quirky nature. Yes, he's always had that. That's for that sure. incredibly quirky nature. He's, well, yeah, it's sort of like you know, like scenes that are horrifying yet at the same time humorous, hilarious. Uh, in fact, it came back to my mind recently. I was at a junk store here in town in Virginia and found one of those little drinking birds, that little glass drinking bird, and I kept thinking, what movie was this in? And it was dark. Yeah. They use it to dark set man. off the lighter that causes yeah. it. I don't think it's a perfect film, though. Um, it's fun. Why not? We enjoy it. Why not? Um, I yeah, think most not? of that stuff has been done before <laughs> in that film. Uh, it's his, you know, Sam is like getting his chops down on his technique, and a lot of that mm. stuff, the form and everything, is it's, um, um, it's kind of been done before, don't you think, George? Uh, it has, but I think uh, we may have to discuss this one. Because Uh-oh, there you go. I, I, just, I just discovered your show, and I looked it up on the Internet when I got back, and I was looking at the list of, uh, of rules, and, and the one that really struck me was that uh, it creates its own world. Well, you may have something there because George is, is piping up on this one. But, I, again, I may be too close to this one because I know all these people involved in that movie. So uh, uh, occasionally George has to straighten my compass needle out on these right. things. All right. Because that, that, there have been three Darkman movies, and I think of the three, the only one you could really consider would be this one. Cause it's- oh, no, the other, yeah, the other, the other ones don't even, don't even rate. Right. Well, Brian, thank you so much. Another possibility thanks. for the perfect list, and thanks for calling. All right. Hey, thanks for all the calls. Uh, Couldn't get to everyone, but uh, keep the number in mind, and we'll get to you next time. If you'd like to see the list, the entire list of perfect movies, that we have done, we reviewed. Um, Of course, we cannot reveal the entire list because that's how we have a show. That's right. (laughs) Perfectmovie.net. That's perfectmovie.net. Write to the film guys at filmguys at perfectmovie.net. Stop by our website, wyso.org, for archived podcasts, also on iTunes and at npr.org. Gentlemen, we're just out. Of time. J. John Anderson, thank you for being here. Thank you very much. George Williman, see you next time. Thank you for listening to an archival episode of Filmically Perfect. Please keep an ear out for new episodes of Filmically Perfect coming very soon to iTunes and hosted on our website www.perfectmovie.net See you, please?